All right, welcome back to the Real Revenue Show, where we discuss real business concepts that'll help you grow and scale any business model. We're your hosts. I'm Malcolm Bowser. This is Andre Trust. Thank you for joining us once again. What's good, Dre? What's good, bro? Good, man. I'm good. I'm really I'm, I'm locked in right now on a, on a project that uh, soon I can present to the people. I'm excited about it. That's why I'm home right now. I'm not even at the office. Like I'm just home doing what I got to do. You know what I mean? And I know yeah. whenever you're home, that means real work is getting done. Yeah, yeah, I'm locked in the back room, head down, just just working. You know what I mean? How are you mm-hmm. doing? I'm good, bro. I, I can't, I can't, I can't stunt. I think I'm having a, a good day. I'm getting ready. My birthday's coming up soon. So, you know, that, that's always a good time. I'm trying to think of what I want to do this year, um, how I want to do it. I was having like some reflective moments and stuff like that. I, I'll save that for next week gotcha. or ne- next week's conversation though. But um, I'm just, I'm doing well, bro. My, my little brother came up here for like five or six days. It was mad random. Oh. He just hit me up and was like, yo, bro, I'm three hours away. Like, all right, cool. You know the you know the code. I'll be home, and then we ended up going like a five six day bender, just in isolation, just like me and him just hanging out and just talking for like five or six days, which I think is dope. That I'm at a point in my life where I can just put everything on hold for five to six days and right. nothing skip the beat. Yeah, so it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, you know, in like the first it was like the third episode. Yeah, like replacing. I was saying like exactly. So I was gone. I was gone for five to six days. I just had my laptop, took a call from here to there, you know, type some stuff on um, things up from here to there and, and nothing skipped. And now I'm back at the office trying to catch up a bit. Tough, I feel you tough, tough. So what's going on with you? I'm broke. That's it, man. I'm just working right now. Um, this act, this episode topic actually was sparked due to a conversation we had in our group chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our friends, he had an idea for something. And then the first thing, cause he had an idea for something and it came about off of a need that he had or need that he saw, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, based on some other things that were already in place, like an app that was already in place. And he felt that he was, uh, he could like, you know, improve upon it, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing I do when I tell, when people ask me like, yo, I have this idea, what next? First thing I do is tell them to do some type of market research. You know what I'm saying? And that's what a lot of people are. You could you could be a full entrepreneur. You could be, um, you can have a nine to five job. But if you have an idea, a lot of the times people don't know what to do next, right? So yeah. the first thing I usually tell them to do, okay, like do market research because you could think that the idea you have, like there's some huge need for it, and they come to find out there's not. Like it's just there's you not. and and a few other people who thought that was you know, interesting. And let's be honest, like, because it was your idea, you're probably more invested in it than anybody else. Yeah. So um, I wanted to talk about like, in this thing, like what, like the, that, that next step. So um, how to, con- how to conduct market research and what yeah. are the type of things they should be looking for when they have an idea about a product, service, anything. So I'll start off by saying that Market research is hands down the most important thing in creating a business. Right. People tend to just skip over it. And I have a, I have an idea that I think is good immediately. Let's just put it out. Mm -hmm. But I've had, bro, I think probably no exaggeration, like 600 or 700 failed (laughs) attempts, Mm -hmm. just like just, didn't work. I don't know how to turn my computer volume off. Let me do this real quick. Sorry about that. Um, like 600, like just failed 
attempts, bro. Like, I thought this was the greatest idea on the face of the planet 600 times, bro. Yeah. Like, from every, the plethora of businesses that you could think of, because mm-hmm. it's like, a lot of people don't understand that business is really hit or miss in certain categories. Mm-hmm. And the more you learn how to, so those first, you know, however many businesses led me to being able to put myself in a predicament to actually capitalize on Teller's Trust Wealth Group, right. group which was my flagship company. Right. So all of those years led me to being able to do the market research. Right. So I'll use, uh, so I'll say this, right. The first thing I like to do personally is whatever idea it is, I try to find a competitor. Right. More than likely with the amount of people that we have on earth, you're more than likely not going to have a unique idea. hundred percent original facts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But you might have a unique twist. Mm -hmm. So most people, I see two things happen, either, actually three things, either they don't do any research on competitors, or they look for competitors and then feel like, oh, I can't compete with them, so I'm out. Mm-hmm. Or they realize that, you know, my, my partner said this to me years ago, and I, I still to this day think it's like one of the best quotes he said to me. He was like, hey, Andre, dress like there's Uber, there's Lyft. And I said, wow, I never thought about it that way. It's like your product might just not like one product just might not resonate to some people. Right. But yeah. the way you put the, your spin on it and the way you're organized with it, they might resonate more with you. Mm-hmm. So you can have the same exact business model, same exact thing, same exact structure, same exact everything, but your colors look better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Your strategy of how you approach them looks better. The market target, you know, to somebody differently. Yeah. Exactly. So a lot of people skip out on, on competitor research. That should be like number one priority all day long. See who else is in the marketplace because the last thing you want to do is go up against a competitor who has all the momentum in the world and all the market share mm-hmm. doing the same thing with no, with no twist. Right. Yeah. Because once you, once you find that, you know, who the competitors are, now you can dissect their businesses and see what they're doing wrong. So the next portion of, of my, you know, market research is I like to go to the chat rooms. So I'll go look up a company. Let's say, I don't, I don't know, um, Bob's milling company, Mm -hmm. right? I'll go look at what the comments and reviews are saying. Hey, the long, there's long wait, waits. There's long X, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I never feel like their customer service is good. I never feel like X and I would tackle those things specifically. Mm, okay. Right. So perfect. I'll use myself as an example, right? So real estate, the way that I approached it was, yes, I'm going to be a realtor, but I want to have hundreds of agents, but I really want to be known for our systems because every client that I spoke to was always like, Hey, the process is just so painful to buy a house. But for me, the process was super easy and simple. I was like, why? Why do you feel like it was the easiest thing on the face of the planet to me to purchase a house? It was very simple and very straightforward. But I also realized that everyone doesn't think the way that I do and doesn't organize things the way that I do and and they're not set up structurally the way that I am. So then I started thinking, I'm like, okay, why are they not? Well, instead of sending somebody 300 houses and being like, hey, let's go view them all, which leads to, you know, analysis paralysis, and waste time. I just send them seven. Right. I'm like, hey, like here, are, 
I need you to, here's 20 houses. I need you to pick out your top seven. And from your top seven, those are the ones we're going to view. Because when you really think about why you're purchasing a house, you want a property that's going to invest, that's going to be a good investment. Mm -hmm. Should you leave that house, it should be able to rent well. And you should be able to see some type of appreciation by, by picking a good location that's going to appreciate over time. By picking a top seven house, you're more than likely picking somebody else's top seven house. Right. Which then makes it a competitive house. And by getting a competitive house, you're never going to have to worry. Why would you want, you know, I never understood it because I would train other realtors mm. and they're like, yeah, you know, we viewed 30 houses. And I said, bro, who wants to get their 30th pick? In life, imagine I was like that, bro. I say, yo, you know, I know, I know these are the top five things you want, but you get number 31. Bro, you'd be pissed. So why am I even showing you 31 houses? Mm -hmm. Why are we even doing that? We're wasting, we're wasting tons of time. Right. People were, this is how bad it was when we refined our process. I had realtors reaching out to me. It's like, hey man, you know, our average time of viewing and showings is like 45 days of like hunting. Mm -hmm. I said, bro, our average time is one hour. It was like, what, what do you mean? I'm like, hey, they're going to pick a top seven house. By the time we actually set up a time to go view, three of those houses probably already sold. Mm. So now they only have four. And now they realize like, oh, this is to get a good property. We have yeah. to move quickly. We can't mm -hmm. joke around. So my unique edge was I understood that analysis paralysis is a real human thing. Yeah. That, that's actual science. The more, the more things we put in front of people, the more people feel like, oh, I don't know what to pick. It's right. going to lead to longer turnarounds. So that was my unique value proposition, essentially, um, which was one of the things that I wanted to talk about was trying to find a unique value proposition mm -hmm. in order to really harp on. So that's what we harped on. You're not going to spend 45 days searching for a house. In fact, we can have you under, we can have you get a pre-approval, mm -hmm. find a house under contract, getting ready to put your inspections in within a day. Right. People were like, whoa, that's impossible. And it's never failed, bro. We did like 300 houses that way. Mm. And it was realtors were hitting me up nonstop. I coached a few realtors and I told them they're afraid of the client, but the client is reaching out to you because you're the subject matter expert. So you need to guide and lead them. Right. A lot of people don't understand that when it comes to sales, people are reaching out to you because they have a need. They're not reaching out to you because they're the expert. They're reaching out because you're the expert. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You know, it's funny. These things like you, like you saying that they sound, you, you think they'd be like very rudimentary, like to people, right? Like, oh, okay. That's that, that should make sense. But that's not how a lot of businesses work. Like people get paid a lot of money, a lot of money. And they don't think like that. They don't think in as like in simple, real straightforward paths. Like it's real crazy to me. That's why when I do my market research, man, I break it down to some really simple things. Like right. what can we tackle? How am I different from guy down the street? Because that's a, that's a common question, right? right. Mm -hmm. Hey, why should I choose you over someone else? Mm -hmm. Well, hey, they take 45 days. I take one. Right. You can view it as negative. But if you look through this list, all, all of my reviews say that they got top, top five houses mm -hmm. because all of those other real, realtors as well aren't, aren't putting the real life pressure on them. I don't mm -hmm. like to use pressure. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, is... And we had this episode, I forgot what episode it is, but we talk about speed. Yes. Yeah. Speed to the market works in everything. So speed to investments work as well. Mm -hmm. So I always preface that, hey, just to let you know, 
We can take 45 days all you want. Right. Understand that you're going to get your 35th choice and that is your fault. You know, also, because <laughs> I'm glad you even uh, mentioned that episode because I don't want people to get confused. Like we're, we're saying like market research is an important step, but speed is as well. So I don't want them to conflict the two. Like, wait, I sh- shouldn't I just skip something then? No, like, oh, no, no, no. Right. So, yeah. The, the market research, you should dedicate most of your time to see if it's even a viable option. Right. Because if it's not a viable option, then you're going to save thousands of dollars and hundreds of hours. Probably one, one, one example um, I could tell you was when like uh, the podcast me and my dad have, when we decided like, okay, we want to start selling like merch. Right. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know uh, like how we wanted to go about it. If we wanted to get them like printed beforehand, if we wanted to get them, uh, like made and then we ship them out. We want to carry stock or we wanted to just do them ourselves. So we yeah. tried all of all of the ways, right? So first to even see if people even would want merch from us, we ordered, we had like a, like a small limited sales. Like, I think like 24 shirts, right. And a couple of different mm-hmm. sizes and they sold out like an hour, like super quick. Right. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Like, and then people who didn't get them were upset. They were emailing us like, yo, so like, okay. There is, a one there right there is something there right so now we we have to go in on like the quality how long it took those for those shirts to get made um because we got them made in, uh, at a shop in harlem versus like how much it costs and things like that so we're like all right that's it wasn't really worth it and then we tried like a uh outside like drop shipping like print on demand company right mm-hmm. quality was really bad and again their systems was like for us to get out money and things like that, I was like, okay, this is not. So then we decided to uh, make our own, print our own shirts, like print out and get blanks, make our own designs, print them on ourselves and things like that. And for a while, like that worked perfectly for our, like just where we were business-wise. But now obviously we, we're a little more experienced and what we need has changed, but that doesn't negate the fact that we went through like three or four stages of different market research to figure out what would work best for us. So as you mentioned that, this is one thing that I'll bring up. So with a lot of businesses, they create the business because of something that they like mm-hmm. or for their friends. Yeah. This is the worst business model that you could possibly just do worst concept. And once again, whenever I say these things, is not to be rude or disrespectful. I'm just very straightforward. The yeah. more you get to know me, the more you'll understand that I'm not in the business of sugarcoating anything and pretending I'd rather you hear it and, and have somebody be honest with you <laughs> than, you know, spend a thousand, two thousand, five thousand, spend your life savings on an idea that doesn't make sense, right? And it's not that, oh, well, you need to have faith. No, there's clear indicators as to whether or not something will work or not. Yeah. If you build the business with the intent, like, okay, yeah, I'm going to just sell it to my friends and it should blow from there because they're going to share and support. Terrible idea. Yeah. Right. This, the, hold, the reason is, is I, I want to say something. There is, I tell people this all the time when they ask me like what they, sh- what they should do. You got to imagine like three circles, like passion, skills, and opportunity. And where they meet in the middle, that's the sweet spot you should be like aiming for. So passion, what's your passion about? Okay. I get it. Cool. That's that's that has its own area. What you are proficient in, your skills and the opportunity. That's that. That's what we're talking about now, mm-hmm. as far as the market research. So if there's an opportunity there, and you you got the skills and the passion to facilitate that, that's 
a business. Exactly. And, and that's how you formulated your business. And that's how I formulated mine. Right. So I've mentioned this before in terms of like how I got into real estate mm-hmm. and I got into real estate because I always loved business. So no matter what, I wanted to be a CEO of something. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be, have ownership of something. So my passion was business and scaling a business. The next thing was like opportunity. I found that niche in the VA market mm. where no one, no one was teaching the VA loan. Mm. Bro, it was, a, it was such a shocker to me because the VA loan, or they weren't teaching it at a high level mm. in a way that made sense. It was like, yeah, VA loan, zero down. Why does that matter, bro? Why does it matter if it's zero down, mm. right? The real, the real thing that they weren't teaching is like, hey, man, you could build a million dollar portfolio with this. Wait, I can, I can do what? Yes. Within 10 <laughs> years, you can build a million dollar portfolio off a VA loan and you don't have to put any of your own money down minus like, you know, maybe five to $10,000 per house versus 30 to 70,000. Is that something you'd be interested in having a conversation with? You, you see how like, yeah. I've, been, I've been saying that I've been having this conversation so many years that it just rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. Right. So having that mirroring it with timing as well, it was, right. it was a weird, it was a weird space. Rates were going down. Like there was tons of opportunity. I'm like, Hey man, this is the time we had like a two year, two, three year run. Mm. of just like, so every single day. Um, and this is going back to like, like, uh, your research. If you have an idea, I feel like one thing I will, I always recommend to is to make that large idea as small as possible. Meaning like you, you mentioned that like niche down. Mm-hmm. as much as as much as possible like if it's like what like like you said like uh real estate real estate can be so many Anything. different things right but the fact that you went to like va and again this is something you are knowledgeable in you found the opportunity and you're passionate right so boom so i forgot about this i'm glad you brought it up right so you need a customer profile oh yeah that that matters a lot right it's who is this product for mm-hmm. So for me, my customer profile at the time was I'm doing single family, residential, Mm -hmm. VA home loan to a 21 to 32 year old active duty or veteran military personnel in all branches. That was like my user profile. Mm -hmm. If they did not meet that intent or meet that criteria, I I moved on. Mm -hmm. And that allowed me to do real research. Like, okay, how many people fit into this category? And then I saw that there were like, it was like 20, it was like 10 million or something like that. Mm-hmm. Veterans, it was a bunch, it was included. Mm-hmm. It was like 10 million people fit into that category. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I guess that's where I'm going. Because in order to make six figures, all we needed was 30 houses. <laughs> what, are we even ta- what are we even talking about? Right. It was just a matter of like, how can I get in front of 30 people? And like I was saying, and uh, I forgot which episode, I think it might've been um, our, our, our episode eight, where I was saying that the planning backwards, Yeah, I know if I need 30 at a 10% conversion rate, I just need to speak to 300 veterans. Right. 300 divided by, by 12 months, divided by, you know, or 365 days, like I'm speaking to three people a day. Mm. And then, you know, those things start to roll. So I really want people to start getting in the habit of testing out ideas. A lot of people like to, Hey, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to tell my idea. That's cool. You don't have to tell your idea what I did. Right. So when I was starting my restaurant, 
I just went around town and I was like, yo, what is missing here for food? Mm. People were like, oh, you know, there, there's no Southern comfort for real. There's no like, you know, chicken and waffles. There's no grits. There's no, act. So I heard that like 30 times. So I'm like, mm. okay, I guess that's the product that needs to be created for the area. Right. right? And I interviewed like a hundred waiters. I was like, hey, you, you seem like you've been working in the industry a lot. Like, what are some pitfalls? Honestly, you know, we don't, we don't really get opportunities. I said, hey, if you had an opportunity and you were trained well, could you go from two tables to maybe seven tables mm. if I can get you like handheld devices that allow you to work more tables at once and infuse some technology into, into the situation? She was like, yo, if you infuse technology, you know, we could probably do 10 tables. Mm. So now what I did is in order to get the best servers... I allowed them with tools to get more tables. They make more money. And now all of the servers in town are like, yo, I want to, I want to work at Flavor Hills. Like I want to get over there. Sandra, right, I so, got to, I got to hit, I got to hit the restaurant this, this year. That's going to be, if ever, if everything works out this summer, bro, it, location two, three, four, five, yeah, six, gotta, seven, eight, nine, it. 10 might get, might get popped up. You know, I'm looking at Riley, looking at Charlotte, no. uh, looking at Wilmington, North Carolina. And you know, I, I want to keep bridging out in the North Carolina area. Yeah. And then possibly a Virginia, just because I have a lot of connections in Virginia. So I think that might be an easy transition for me in order, like friends, family, people that I can get, you know, into, into the space to, to drum up business and stuff like right. that. So, but that's one of my major things is people really need to focus on, does this product make sense? And the best way to see if it makes sense is to scour their internet or if there's complaints. Right. If there's no and, complaints. And like, if you're listening right now, Think of Facebook groups. Like Facebook has leaned just as a company, they've leaned really heavy into groups for that reason. Like because people, humans, we talk about human nature. People love tribes. So if you can find uh, a, a Facebook group on whatever topic like you're interested in, and just kind of poke around, talk to people in there, mm -hmm. ask again what their pain points are, stuff like that. Like what would make this better? Or like if you start to see a trend of some complaints, just make a note four year and, and that's that's research in itself like yeah. facebook groups and then, and then reddit and starting all that stuff and trying to build it out from early people are are really afraid of failure bro mm. right so one of the things i embraced at like a really young age is that failure is the you know how people be like the eighth wonder of the world like compounding interest mm -hmm. to me like the eighth wonder in the world is is realizing that failure is the solution, right? Once I realized that failure is the solution that like, oh, if I just fail, it'll teach me the answer. I don't want right. to fail, but if I fail, it's like you failed because of X. Right. Oh, wow. Now I get the answer. Now I just get to try again. It's like, you know, when you play video games as a kid yeah, and like you failed the mission, mm -hmm. but now you know that on, on the third step, a dude is going to come around the corner. So you, you're prepared for the dude who comes around the corner right. on the, you know, on the third step. That's literally what life is. And I'm in the predicament now where I'm continuing to understand that. And I just shoot on all cylinders. If I fail, so what, mm. you know, if, and that's what I want people to kind of come into it with is understanding that the goal isn't to fail, but if you fail, it doesn't mean you lost. Right. You only lose when you stop. And don't realize that that failure is actually what's going to propel you forward or get you better and make you stronger. Right. So that market research, and this is why we talk about the market research, because coming into a situation, not having done any market research is an automatic loss. I agree. That's kind of like how I view it. It's like, you know, 
going into a market being like, yo, I just feel like it should be this way. And it's like, no, actually that's not how it is. Yeah. <laughs> like there's actually you know, so. no want for that product that you, that you at, have at all, man. And yeah. it was like, that's my original, my original, uh, Teller trust like business model, mm. right? For me, I wanted a hundred percent commission. I didn't like the fact that like I was working for a firm. I did all of the work and they took like 50 to 60% of my commission check and they didn't do anything. Like they're not paying for anything. It's right. just their name. So I said, okay, I respect it. Nah, that, that's tough. Like I can't be upset that they're, yeah. they're, they're doing their thing. So, and if I want my own thing then I got to go start my own. So I went off and I started my own and I, I created like this really dope model, bro. Really dope. Like in my mind, it was, Hey man, everyone's going to come because they pay us 10,000 to the firm, which is really easy. And they get a hundred percent of their check for the rest of the year. So right. somebody can come in, you know, off the muscle, just pay us 10,000 and just to, to just, uh, it's like a business in a box. Right. You come pay the 10,000 you're done, or you can have it come out of your first three checks. Average person doing, you know, 10 to 20. So now we talking about 17 checks at a hundred percent commission, 1099 model. If they build a company out of it, now they got more resources. Now they can go to banks. They could go get leverage. I, I really thought this one through, bro. <laughs> bro, we had like two people sign up, bro. Mm. Everybody was like, I don't care. I just want a desk in our office. They could take 50%. They were willing to give up 50% mm. for a desk in an office that they were never at 98% of the time. Right. And that's another reason made me realize, oh, wow, I didn't do research on what people really wanted in this space. I was doing it based off my own emotions. I wanted 100%. Mm -hmm. I was a self-starter. I was somebody that wanted businesses. I was somebody that wanted credit lines. And I wanted the money to come in in a way that would allow banks to realize that this is a business and allow me 500 to a million dollars in credit lines mm -hmm. so that I could buy more leads, buy more customers, scale up and grow. That's actually the opposite of a lot of people. They don't want that. They don't want the the liability. They don't want to have to work hard. They don't want to have to, they just want somebody to give them a lead and they're okay with, I'll take 30%, right. I'll take 40%. I'll sit at this desk and I'll do whatever you tell me. And, 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 and it's not everyone, obviously, but now, and you know what kills me three years later, bro. Three, I think it's like four years later, there's another firm that just started doing this and everybody's like, yo, this is so super revolutionary. <laughs> and this is what made me realize what I mentioned earlier about timing. That too. Yeah. My timing wasn't there. Mm. People weren't, you know, we, we were, we were the young guys on the scene. Everybody thought you had to wait like 15 years before you could start your firm. I started mine after like six months. Mm. So to them, that was like, wait, they're doing something wrong over there. But it's like, nah, man, it's, it's, it's actually very straightforward. It's just that you're being led by people who aren't telling you the truth. You right. don't have to wait 15 years, bro. It's a, it's a, it's a document. You, you go fill out that document, you get your LLC rolling. And as long as you have two years, you, you can start. So even if you don't have two years, you're allowed to hire somebody, which is what I did. Mm -hmm. I just hired someone. I was like, okay, this person is clearly qualified. Here's a salary of X plus commission plus hundred percent X. And I, I will be underneath you in the firm, but I own the firm. So I don't right. care. <laughs> right. But it's, it's, it's one of those logics that a lot of people aren't ready to hear. But the truth of the matter is, is not every idea is good, man. And, I, I, and I'll attest, I've had 600 of them that were failures. Like, like, come on, bro. Right. No, bro. Listen, like, I, I remember <laughs> the first like book I tried to write, I got like 40,000 words in and I had to scrap it because it was just like, nobody asked for this. You know what I mean? Like, no, 
Like, <laughs> you get what I mean? Like, nobody <laughs> wants this. Yeah, but because, you know, I love books, right? So one one book I will recommend is uh, The Blue Ocean Strategy, right? By W. Chan Kim and Renee, I don't know how to say the last name, but an amazing book when it comes to uh, market share, when it comes to you trying to niche, find a niche market to where you and your business will succeed, right? So the 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 idea or the concept they use is blue ocean, right? So let's say I was trying to get into the laptop, you know, laptop industry, right? There is so many different companies that have laptops that have amazing laptops that have super powerful laptops. So what they call that is a red ocean. There's sharks, everybody fighting for space in that ocean. It's bloody, it's red. There is... Every, like there's no space for you there, especially as a new startup company or a new, you know, person who has just like a scrappy idea. But if you can niche down your idea, niche down your concept into something that again, people do want, people have asked for, but you have the resources yourself to kind of, you know, uh, make happen. That is a blue ocean. Like nobody's really in there to where there's a bunch of fights for market share because what they're doing is they're fighting for, laptops they're fighting to sell laptops and you could have a product that is an app that just goes on laptops that they all need right that a lot of people that they're not really paying attention to either right so you have that idea and then as you grow then you're able to get to what you wanted to which was the laptop from the first place so prime example is apple right Mm -hmm. uh they started out with the ipod which was MP3s and stuff like that. What they really wanted to get into was the phone space. They didn't have anything. So what they did was they got the leverage to where people were dying for these iPods, dying for these iPods. But now I'm able to, with the resources I have, add internet and I can add like actual phone. And then that product became to what it is now. To where iPhone owns how much of the market share when it comes to smartphones. It, it is the market share. It is the market share. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So that's that's an example, and this is a great book. I, I I recommend anybody read it. So to to boil it down to a few things, though, I just want people to keep it simple, mm-hmm. right? Let's not get too complex. Really, what you're trying to figure out with with the market research is is this scalable? And when I say scalable, it's like that's what I mentioned about friends earlier. Mm-hmm. Is this for my friend group or can we get this in front of everyone? That's a question. You might not be able to get it in front of everybody, but can I get it in front of whatever number you need to change your life? Right. So can I get it in front of a hundred thousand and I get it in front of 10,000, depending on what your price of your target is. If you have a $10,000 product, can you get it in front of 10 people? Right. Right. So it's things like that. I just want it to be very simple. Can this product scale? And what's the life cycle of the product, right? Example, if, perfect, perfect, right? The light bulb, Mm -hmm. right? Like the original light bulb worked forever. Really? Yeah, the original light bulb, like, it worked forever. Mm. And they were like, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But for real, you could all look it up. This is, it worked forever. There's like light bulbs right now. They have one light bulb in this fire station. That's been going since like 1912 or something like that. That's crazy. Right. But then they looked at it and said, hmm, uh, 
if we can only sell this product one time, that's not really a good business model. Right. So what, what's realistic? All right, there's millions of sockets, X, Y, and Z. There's going to be tons of lights in the house. Replace them once a year? I feel like that's realistic. And then that then they all got together as a unison, all of the light bulb companies, and actually stamped it that they would never put out the, the actual official light bulb that just lasts forever. Wow. Right? So it's, it's, certain, it's certain things like that. Because I was researching, I'm like, okay, what makes businesses like, I think this was like two years ago. Mm. I'm like, what makes businesses last? And it's the ability to replenish. Why right. do you think I, the iPhone is a new one every like three weeks? Because they know what the final product is. Right. They're just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. instead of, instead of releasing the elite camera, yeah. I'm going to elite, I'm going to release 97 versions of the camera, even though we know what the elite camera could be. Right. Right. We know what the elite screens could be. We know what all of these things are, yeah. but you can't get it on your iPhone 12. You got to get the iPhone 17, baby. Like it has to be something thing. along yeah. those lines. So is your, is your product a reusable product? Is this something that people are going to, you know, perfect example, like my, 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 I was working with uh, my little brother, actually. Mm. He has like a, uh, he's like a grabber company. And stuff like that. So I was showing him how to, you know, relabel his stuff and it's a reusable product. And I told him that because it's a reusable product, you can actually get people on reoccurring, what we mentioned, reoccurring revenue, right? This is something that people, and I showed him Evan Alexander, I'll give him a plug. It's, it's mm. cool. But that's why I use for my beard product mm. on a reoccurring service. Yeah. I get my beard products, you know, every month without like, or whatever the cycle is, I forgot what it was, but you know, I get that product just on reoccurring because I don't want to have to think about it. Yeah. But it's something that matters to me and it runs out. I, I yeah. finished the tube, I finished the bottle and I need yeah. another one. Right. right. So if you're, you know, creating custom things, right? Custom things take time, man. So all of those things need to be factored. If it takes you 10 hours to create one workbench and that workbench is $500, man, that's a loss. You got to yeah. factor in the time, the energy, the effort, the all of these things into your market research. Yeah. If, if 10 people hit you right now, you're backlogged. You're done. Bro, yeah. I told you, I talk to people all the time when it comes to that, especially when it comes to like, yeah, I make my own this and make my own that. I'm just like, I like, do you have like a system in place where you can make a, a bunch at one time or something like that? Nah, I make it one at a time. Like, yo, if, if like Drake was to hold up one thing of yours on, on his Instagram and tag you, you're out of business. Bro, you're done. You're done. You're and done. you you would think that like, oh my God, Drake, that's that's amazing. If he holds, no, you're out of business because you're not going to be able to fill any order. And then people's attention spans are short and they're, oh, well, they didn't have it. Oh, so I'm done. Yeah. Done. You can't meet the market demand. You're done. Especially right. in this day and age where instant gratification is a mando for everyone. Yes. You're done. Right. So I want people to look internal. I don't want, don't take this personal. The goal isn't personal. Mm -hmm. Right. Once again, 600 failed businesses, tons of failed books on Malcolm's side until he got a winner, which is an absolute monster. Malcolm isn't going to plug it, but I'll plug it. You're going to go, go, go know, check out Urban Excellence. Even, even that right. came from market research. Like even that we were doing the podcast and the concepts that were, people were enjoying, we were already doing interviews and the concepts that, and the segments that we were doing, I just like, yo, I, I could, I can write about just turn this into a book. Yeah, I could, yeah. <laughs> like literally, I was like, I could wait. I could just, I'm already doing it. Uh, easy. And that's 
market research. And sometimes it comes unknowingly. That came unknowingly, but happy, happy mistake. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But facts. But I just, I just really want people to take that and internalize that, that, you know, go seek out real advice and, and find, you know, if you guys have ideas, you know, uh, you know, I, I'll, I try to make myself a little bit more available, but if you have ideas, shoot them over my buddy, Dan, um, you know, he just hit me with, you know, his idea and plan for like the super gym that he's trying to create. And I read ink all over it. Yeah. But, yeah. But it, it got so much better. He was thinking about things that he didn't think about. And now it's like, Oh, so now he's even more, uh, you know, excited. He's understanding. And he came back with his market research and it's like, okay, this is clearly, he thought about it very, very in depth. Yeah. You, you want to like ask people who are going to tear it to shreds and in a loving way, like we had our retreat <laughs> last year. And one whole day, everybody, we just had, we put our stuff on the PowerPoint and everybody's going through their things and everybody was getting their ideas and plans torn to shreds, but it made everybody sharper to go, oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, I didn't think about that either. Oh, they, they, that, that doesn't work. You know what I mean? So you want to get somebody who is like critical, but you know, in a loving way, we know someone somebody's hating, and, but when somebody like wants the best for you, so. Yeah, yeah just, just to let the fans know. I did rip everyone's stuff apart. Oh my God. Like just sitting back, finger, like arms crossed like that. So no, that, that doesn't work. <laughs> and it's funny because that's how I got ripped apart. I remember I pitched my idea um, to a mentor by man, Garris. He's out in Atlanta, absolutely killing it. He has tons of lounges, restaurants. The dude's an absolute monster. And I just remember I came to him, you know, excited. He was like, you know, that idea sucks. Switch it up like this put your head down for three years, income producing activities, and don't hit me back again until you make $40,000 a month. Bye. And I said, I, sir, yeah. <laughs> it was, but, but you do learn a lot when like Malcolm was saying, when you could clearly tell that they're not hating yeah. it's and, and, and this is another, I'll just throw another plug before we get out of here. I know, but make sure that you're going to qualified people. Facts. That, that's very critical. Don't just go tell this to your friend who's never had a business, who doesn't have any idea what it takes to run a business, who's never done market research, who doesn't understand how to formulate. You, you can't go to those people because they're always going to give you an answer in what ifs. Right. And which I hate what ifs, by the way, because you can find a what if for anything. And it's normally like the 99 percentile will work, but those one percenters are going to, they're going to focus on the 1% of things that won't work. Right. Right. You don't want those people. You want people who's going to say, Hey, the 99% doesn't work. Right. Maybe if you flip it to this idea that I give you more, you know, X, Y, and Z, or put you in a better predicament. But the, you know, once again, it's all about surrounding yourself with good people, putting yourself in predicament. Um, you know, and if we get enough of, you know, people reaching out, trying to share ideas and something, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not making any promises. I haven't talked to Malk yet, but I don't know, maybe we could do like a discord or something like that, or I'm down or, or something like that. Just so where yeah. people can kind of like share their ideas. Maybe yeah. we could probably jump in. I, I don't know. But once again, this is market research now. Yeah. yeah. If, if people reach out to us and say exactly. that, you know, you're into the discord or the idea of building that community and, and, and things like that, let us know if there's, a, if there's a demand, we'll do it. If not, then I guess we'll keep pushing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's all I have, bro. Me too, man. I, I, I thought this is really important. Um, we have some more. We have some uh, more stuff coming to you guys really soon. I'm glad to be back. You know what I mean. So, uh, with that being said, I'm Malcolm. This is Andre Trust. Don't forget to like, 
share and subscribe if you're listening right now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever podcast you listen to. Don't forget to comment and leave us a rating. We really appreciate it. So with that being said, this is The Real Revenue Show. Peace.